What is up, everybody? This is Blues USA, your source for all things Everton, dot, 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 American style. I am, I am Jerry. I'm here a lot. This is, yeah, I'm around. Uh, I am in Winston-Salem, North Carolina in the, in the USA. Joining me on the show this episode, I've got Jake Holton in the house for the first time ever. Jake, how are you, my friend? I am doing great, Jerry. How are you doing? It's been a hectic day. It's weird. You know, one would think that this is like the busy part. Like I get all like, and then I just, honestly, I'm more relaxed right now than I was about 30 minutes ago. So <laughs> this is, this is just kind of a, a cool part of the night, you know? Um, <laughs> so, so Jake, tell us, uh, tell us where you are based, sir. I am in Cincinnati, Ohio, also known as the Queen City. Um, lived here my whole life. Um, you know, it's a it's a great town, and there is a uh, a growing contingent of Everton fans in Cincinnati, and it's it's really cool. Um, our to- Cincinnati Toffees was started by a guy named Adam Frazier. Um, he's super awesome. He's our fearless leader. Um, I think he started in 2014 or 2015. I don't remember the exact year. It was around there. It was right around when I started following the team, actually. Um, and I didn't know about them for like the first year that I was following Everton. And then I was like, you know what? I was watching by myself and I'm like, I want to try to get, you know, I want to see if there's other people out there who are, you know, watching Mm -hmm. Everton in the city. And I stumbled upon, uh, Cincy Toffees and, uh, we meet at a bar, a pub every single weekend, Dana Gardens. Thanks, you know, shout out to them and, and shout out to our, our bartender, Pierce. You know, he's opening up for us every single weekend, even those early 730 matches, you know, he's there, man. And uh, it's just a good group of people, guys, gals, all ages, you know, and um, we were just, you know, it, it, I don't know what it's like in Liverpool, but I would have to imagine that if, there's a group of people meeting in a pub in Liverpool and watching Everton Football Club. It's, you know, it's very similar to what's going on in that pub every Saturday. So it's awesome. That is great. That's, see, I keep hearing stories like that and it's just puts the goofy smile on my face. It's just, it's nice. It's, it's that connecting, you know, because it's, it's interesting because we end up finding ourselves drawn to this, to this club, right? For whatever, for one reason or another, right? And, I feel like all of us in one way or another reach out to try to be like, hey, where are the other people like us? Who are the others that have this, that share this obsession, you know? And, you know, like I'm connecting on here, you know, and then you've got your, you've got your supporters groups and then you've got, you know, your social media groups, which are, it's just, there's, it's, we're all connecting in one way or another. It's, that's a really cool, cool story. Um, so Cincy Toffees, that's good to know. Um, so anybody in the Cincinnati area needs to check check that out. And uh, what did you name say the name of the bar was? Where P- name, Pierce, where Pierce is doing doing God's work for you. He is doing. Uh, the name of the bar is Dana Gardens. Dana uh, Gardens. If you know where Xavier University is, it's right out by Xavier University. 
um, pretty easy to find. So uh, look it up, show up on Saturdays. We'll be there and uh, you'll be welcome if you're an Evertonian. Dana Gardens. I feel like that that really sounds like the name of like a an 18th century poet. I don't know why. It just sounds like a name. It just sounds like a really sophisticated, cool name. I was like, it's, I, I mean, this is coming from the guy whose name sounds like a game show host. So it's, <laughs> I hear that. And I'm like, oh, I admire. So yeah, man. Um, so a couple of quick other questions. Your favorite Everton player, just to give us an idea, a little bit about you. Okay. So are we going to do all time or we want to do like right now? I'm saying that player where you're like, that that one right there epitomizes my fandom. You know what I mean? That that's that's my that defines why I dig this. You know what I mean? The guy who did it for me, especially from an Everton standpoint, was Stephen Naismith. Um, when I first yes. started following the club, Stephen Naismith was my guy. He's just he was just a bully in the midfield. And, you know, he didn't take anything from anyone. And every once in a while, he just had that cracker of a game. You know, I, I always think back to that that hat trick he scored against yeah. Chelsea. And I'm just like, that's one of my favorite memories because Stephen Naismith was, he was my guy. And he came out and he scored a, you know, he scored a header. I think he scored with the right and the left. I think yep. he scored a perfect hat trick. And I'm like, it was just that moment. And he it was at Goodison Park and Goodison Park was rocking. And it's just like... It's moments like that where I'm like, man, that's that's super awesome. So Stephen Naismith is always the guy. People are always like, well, what got you into Everton? I'm like, well, a guy named Stephen Naismith got me into that's Everton. Great. That is the first time I've heard Stephen Naismith, and I'm so down with that name. I'm so down with that. Oh, what a what a good call. I like that. Uh, one of my also one of my favorite photos ever is seeing him sitting there like laughing. You know, the one I'm talking about. He's like, <laughs> yeah, epically hilarious every time. And then you hear how like good of a guy he is. It's like you see the field on field stuff. and You're like, yeah, love that guy's attitude. And then you actually hear about what he's doing, you know, for the different like uh, like uh, nonprofit groups and the, him giving his giving money. And it's just yeah. he just. Seems like a genuine dude, right. you know? Seems pretty great. Right. Great player, great person all around. Yeah. So what a good answer. That's awesome. And the last thing before we before we move on, can you give me one interesting detail about you, about Jake Holton, that maybe uh, we wouldn't expect? Something I, where you, you'd be like, oh, this may surprise you, but... I uh, I am actually shorter than Bernard. <laughs> Are you? I, I am. I am shorter than Bernard, and I'll give you a bonus one. Uh, I'm also hard of hearing, so like I wear hearing aids. Uh, but yeah, I people, you know, when they hear my voice without seeing me, they don't expect it. And then even when they see me and they see like my upper body and everything in my face and everything, they don't expect it. And I tell them I'm shorter than Bernard. And then if like if you go and like look at pictures online, like Cincinnati Toffees has got pictures of us like yeah. in the in the pub, like you'll be like, oh, wow, that's that's him. That's him right there. It's 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 hilarious, though. I would I, I would not have guessed it. You know, you it's that's the great thing, because I can look at you right now and I, I have no estimate of your height. I would not have guessed five two yeah five two five three somewhere around there uh -huh. yeah i would not i would not have guessed that same way you probably would not guess that i'm six foot four 
Wow. I'm That's not. Tall. That is so not my height. I am 5'10". <laughs> <laughs> I am really far from Yeri Mina sized. I'm just, oh, wow. just saying. Oh, yeah. You're like, wow, his legs may be halfway across the room. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, no. Um, oh, and coincidentally, everybody, a uh, little, little tidbit about, uh, about me and Jake. Our birthdays are neighbors. Uh, I, I did a little light fa- Facebook stalking, or not Facebook, Twitter stalking earlier. This is March 18th. Mine is March 15th. Hey, how about that? Crazy. Yeah. Three whole days. Just saying. All right. So I think what this means is we need to hit up a game around that time, do this huge birthday bash thing. Where I will probably drink more than I should have oh, because I'm well. old and I get and I get hung over easily now. Um, it would it would be so fun though. So you know yeah. what that means all of all of you in England who are watching this who will watch this that means you have to buy me and him drinks all, all the entire time because it, <laughs> that is sounds, it sounds that sounds inexpensive and painful. But yeah. <laughs> both at the same yeah. time. Uh huh. <laughs> no fun um, for that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well. We we uh, I I'm just gonna say welcome to Jacob. We, that's our, that's that's our intro segment to this guy. He's he's uh, he's ready to go, ready to talk some Everton now. I'm gonna flick this card because that part's done. All right, even like wiped the lens just then. That was good. That was really good. Every once in a while, things work out, Jacob. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> match reactions. That's what we're going to start with. Then we'll go to the mailbag, and then we'll uh, talk a little transfer window at the end. Um, yeah, so two matches last week. They both went well for us. As you probably could have guessed by the goofy grins on our faces. Uh, first one, the, 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 the Carabao, Carabao, Carabao Cup. Yeah. Carabao Cup. It's just, it's, it's very strange saying Carabao Cup, you know? I'm still, I'm still like, oh, Capital One Cup. League Cup, Milk Cup, I don't even know. You know, a Dixie Cup, I, I have no idea. It's, so, 4 1 Toffees, it went well for us. I was watching in work like you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. On and off. I was on and off uh, at work. Um, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Tell you what, why don't you give me your early thoughts and then we'll get specific. So, basic thoughts of how you felt like it went. Um, it was just another one of these performances that we've seen early in this season where Everton came out and it was like gangbusters from the start, you know, uh, I believe if they scored an early goal in that match, uh, I believe it was around seven ish minutes. I think I don't remember. Are you talking about, uh, is it DCL's first one? Yeah. It was early. Yeah, it was early, you know, so they set the tone. Uh, problem with that much match early on is, uh, it seemed like they, they were getting a lot of chances and not really putting a lot of them away, which I'm sure was giving a lot of us a lot of anxiety about the match. We're like, you know, especially towards the end of the half, we're like, okay, we need a second to kind of put this one away and kind of move on from this match, you know, and then the second half starts and bang, West Ham equalizes and we're all like, here we go again. You know, under Marco Silva, that team would have absolutely folded and that would have been, at least a two-goal loss, and we there all, may be a couple of managers where yeah, that would happen. Ronald Koeman would have been a nightmare. 
I think Roberto Martinez would have had a shot at, at still winning that match. Oh, we uh, would have passed it around the box for at least yeah. 40 minutes straight. Yeah. <laughs> um, would, we have, would we have cracked in? I don't know. It smells like a nil-nil draw, or maybe they get one <laughs> shot and score, you know, with yeah. their one shot. So but, anyway, keep going, you know, but sorry. The, the, team, the team, you know, they, they did what they've done all season long, you know. They gave up an equalizer. They didn't let it affect them, and then they just poured it on, you know. Yeah. Uh, really clicked on and just put – put West Ham to the sword, you know, um, <laughs> Calvert Lewin ended up getting a hat trick and, um, I don't remember who was the other, who was the other gold scorer, um, Richarlison, Richarlison. That's right. That's right. So, um, it was a really good finish, you know, to the match. The second half was, was exactly what you needed to see, especially after giving up an equalizer. So I was excited about that. Yeah. Uh, if you're talking standout performers, immediately you jump to DCL. It's like you can't help it, you know. Um, I thought it was interesting. Uh, he's starting to work a few more. It feels like he's working more starters into the lineup when he can. Um, so we saw Alan start yep. that one, which I was not expecting at all. Um, and uh, But it, it actually ended up being sort of a bad thing yep. because we ended up uh, – he ended up going out injured, um, and he'll—I mean—he'll—the hopefully back for the derby, which is cool. Um, but but Alan, uh, John Joe Kenny, and Richarlison all ended up going out with with injuries, and immediately I know everyone was just like, "Oh crap!" Right? Is this the shoe dropping? Yeah. What is happening? Uh-huh. Um, but I, I got to be honest. I mean, I know I'm feeling—I'm feeling a little bit more confidence in our in our cup squad. You know, um, they're they're not our typical starters usually, and they're going in there and they are, they're playing with confidence and it's not a completely different style to what's happening on the weekend. Yeah. No kidding. It's crazy, right? You know, you put these guys in who are not your everyday starters, you know, Bernard, he's been playing a lot of cup matches and Bernard has looked really good. Alex Awobi has gotten more minutes in the cup matches and he has looked good. Uh, obviously the one guy that everyone's talking about is Niles and Cuckoo. And that <laughs> guy is, he's amazing. Like you look, everyone's like, wow, we've got left back figured out for quite a while here. And you know, that's kind of Everton's position, right? They don't miss at left yeah. back. You know, we've gone from Leighton Baines to Luca Dean to, you know, now Niles is right behind him banging on the door. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, Gilfie Sigerson even, He's been he's been really bad for like a year and a half now, but now he's able to play in his natural ten position, and he's you know distributing the ball around. He's moving the ball forward. He created a goal. He got Calvert Lewin's. Uh, he got the assist on Calvert Lewin's third goal, and it was it was really tidy. You know he was in a lot. Of, he was in a tight space and threaded a pass between like two or three West Ham defenders right in the path of DCL. So. It's, it's really encouraging to see, you know, because that, that shows that, wow, maybe we can actually win a cup this year, you know. Maybe mm-hmm. we can win the Carabao Cup. Yeah. I'm, I feel, you know, cautiously optimistic, you know. I really do. Uh, Sigurdsson, you mentioned Sigurdsson, and I feel like a change of formation really has benefited him a lot, you know, and being surrounded with, with some players that like, I mean, the idea of being surrounded, putting Decore near him, who is this just ball of, of energy and aggression. Um, you know, having that here, it takes a, it takes a bit of the defensive onus off of him, 
you know, and I, I think that's you're seeing him do some different things. Put and and uh, you know, Alon was only in there with him for a little while, but then Tom Davies came in. Um, uh, we've seen him play with Delph. Uh, it's interesting. I think having kind of playing a little bit, it's sort of more. It's more like a four three three. A lot yeah. of times is what we see happening, and I think it's just it's these fluid roles are really helping a lot of different players. Yeah. Which is really cool. Uh, Sigurdsson especially, though. I'll be really curious to see. We have a question later on about Tom Davies, so I don't want to blow too much about it. Um, but I think he, I think you, we may see him benefit from this system as well. Um, it's, I mean, we've seen Delph play well in the yeah. Cup so mm-hmm. far. That's nice. Um, yeah. So um, there's been, it's been encouraging. We've had a, the, the draw come out after our win, and we've drawn United. I believe it's at Goodison. It is. So uh, it's not a once you're in the quarterfinals, um, expect to play, you know, expect to play some good comp. Yep. And they, well, they and, yeah. You know, and, and right now, Manchester United is not exactly setting the world on fire. You know, just got beat 6 1 by Spurs, barely, barely beat a Brighton team that we, you know, put through the paces. Yeah. So, and it's at Goodison Park. So you're looking at you should be looking at a semifinal right now. You should yeah, be. Scared. I, I wish you. I wish we were playing them this week, though. I'll Maybe. be honest. I, I don't want them to have this extra time to regroup. Yeah. You know what I mean? Play now. Right. Uh, but uh, you know you're right. They're not. They're not. I, I talked to a United fan at work today, and uh, he was like, he said, "Yeah, they deserve to win." He said, "You know, it's not like it was luck." He he did feel like Lamella deserved a red card in that one, but yeah, uh, he was just very. He was like, our defense is awful. He said we played so bad, so he was kind of realistic. He's a guy who's played a lot of played a lot of soccer, so um, yeah. Anyway, but that's our draw. I don't think I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I like um, it. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, uh, yeah, they're you know they've got good players. It's a winnable game still. Don't care right now. I just don't care who we're playing. Yeah. I'm not. I hate to say, but I'm not afraid of anyone at the moment. I feel like that's the way. I. What's funny is, I, it's sort of the way it's supposed to be. I think. <laughs> it's the way it's supposed you to know? feel. Like it's the this, way we're this supposed is how to feel. fans have felt for years and years now. Where like they don't care who they're playing. They're just they just want to beat them and move on. Yeah, and it's awesome. You know, when, Good feeling. When I talk to these uh, our the other contributors, you know, in in England, and they're big. They've been following Everton since they were little. And so long ago, and you know, it agitates them that it hasn't been like that. You know what I mean? And yeah. and it's kind of like you know, this is this is what this is the way it's supposed to be. And that's it's cool that you know, this getting this feeling. Nice. Uh, and I agree. I do think it's a winnable cup. I do. I really do. Um, so uh, there is a transition here. From West Ham to Brighton, I will say one thing that linked the two matches was our our, our keeper's uh, play. It does. It's a bad negative segue. I have to mention it, uh, but uh, Pifford didn't. You know, he had a he had some some missteps. Um, yeah, it needs to be mentioned uh, again. I, I'm not really 
big fan of you know turning on players and saying oh they're the worst they their championship level is best blah 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 because I don't think that's true I think he needs uh, some some mental fine tuning and I think the I think it's good that we brought in a keeper for competition you I, know yeah so uh, anyway Pickford didn't play well against Brighton either so Brighton. 4-2 win. Everton uh, uh, managed to to take down Brighton. And i got to be honest, 4-2 is, almost flatters them a little bit because they got that late that late second goal. Uh, I think it was it was just strange. You know, some, some more strange stuff and some more, like, odd injury stuff happening. Yeah. But I think we still we still saw some, some quality players stepping up. Who were standout performers for you, Jake? Okay, so I'm going to throw a guy out there because he gets a lot of hate on Everton Twitter. But Tom Davies was, Tom Davies was excellent. There it is. Tom Davies was excellent on Saturday, and I am a I'm a big Tom Davies apologist, and I don't hide anything about it. I've got a Tom Davies shirt, um, but you know, and and he deserves it. He does deserve a lot of the criticism that he's gotten, especially last year when he was playing, you know, side by side with Gomes a lot of the time. He would just get caught out of position so often, and he's and it's not even like. Sort of out of position. Uh, our guy Ryan Williams. Everyone knows him on Everton yeah. Twitter. Um, he's you know he's now a part of the American Toffees podcast, guys. Yeah. Um, he pointed something out. Is like he was all the way over on like the right sideline, like slide tackling somebody out of bounds, and it's just mind numbing because he's like the left midfielder and he's all the way over on the right touchline. Like he's got you know he didn't really have much of a defensive positioning inside of his mind he didn't have a map of the field um and it's only one match and it's brighton so mm-hmm. i don't want to get too far ahead of it but like him playing with ducore having a guy like ducore next to him is massive for him because he can kind of focus a little bit and he doesn't have to do all of the defensive work he can just do some of it and he's really good at, at slide tackles and he's not afraid to put a challenge in and that's really awesome to see. And and his passing is a lot better than what people give him credit for. Like he, you know, he can thread a, a good pass. You know, you give him the time and the space, and, and he can do it. I I'm a big believer in. He had a really awesome game uh, on Saturday. So that's that's the guy I'm going to throw out there is Tom Davies. Plus, by the way, this is and we're getting into a one of our mailbag questions. So I'm going to hold off on getting too. Tom Davies crazy, okay, <laughs> but uh, he did slide back when uh, Seamus Coleman took a knock, right? Yep. Seamus Coleman went out with an injury, and he slid back into right back, and uh, you know, didn't didn't let in ten goals, so right. yeah. it wasn't the worst, yep. you know. So, um, so yeah, we have a question later on about Tom Davies and his. Uh, his um, kind of utility and uh, flexibility. So uh, I want to hold hold on too much of that. Sure. But um, other other standout performers. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out the easy one. Uh, James Rodriguez is pretty good at this sport. Oh, he's uh, yeah, he's real good. He's real he's, good. He's pretty and solid, that guy. We're free if we got him. Yeah, yeah. Bonkers. 
Yeah. I don't know why Real Madrid decided to just let a player like James Rodriguez go for no fee at all. That's pretty crazy to me, but I'll take and, it. I think it's that, that those big wages they weren't going to have to spend. They were like, hey, it's like eh, we can do something with his money. And yeah, but I mean, uh, and to be honest with you, he wasn't playing. He wasn't playing. So, and I don't even think he got along that well with, uh, with Zidane. So it's just, he gets to come and play a lot of, you know, play a lot, play a lot of minutes. And he's working with, uh, uh, kind of a paternal figure in Ancelotti. So it's just, I I can't get over it. It's nuts. My kid already had a Hamas kit before we even signed him. That must it's, be nice. It, yeah, man, we are, yeah, my, my my kid just likes good players. Right. You know what I mean? That's a good so, thing to do, right? It's like, yeah, it really is. Like, right? oh, that's a really good player. I want that jersey, you know. You, right you get every, I've seen like eight kids with Christian McCaffrey jerseys, and I'm like, yeah. That's the kid thing to do, isn't it? I mean, it's wild. Oh, uh, Christian McCaffrey jersey. That's nice. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, I mean, he's, you know, uh, he's he's solid. But you know what? His, his uh, Colombian friend, Yeri Mina, had what is probably his best game this season yeah. on Saturday. It was really encouraging to see because he has been strugg- struggling positionally, mentally. He seemed lo- like not focused. He he kept getting caught out, uh, pressuring at, t- at certain times when he shouldn't be. Just a lot of silly stuff, and he looked sound. And how many daggone shots and crosses did he block? I mean, yeah, him and him and Michael Keane. So like if you if you're trying to throw anything into the box in a cross. You might as well just give up because Michael Keane and Yuri Mina is just going to head it right back out where it came from. I, I I'm not even kidding. Like it's just anybody trying to cross the ball into the box is going to have a whale of a time unless it's going to be like hard and on the ground. That's where you're going to beat those guys. But if you're going to try to get some air under it, you might as well forget about it. You got to do one of those flip throw-ins that comes out like a like a bullet <laughs> rather than the long high right. arc, the yeah. one that's. Flippity flippity shoof. Yeah. And then you chance being mocked forever That's right. on British social media. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> because you will probably knock yourself out trying to do it. Um, so Richarlison did go out. Okay. Richarlison yeah. got uh, got knocked again. I think he's declared himself fit for Brazil, though. So it's, it's like the guy keeps getting hurt. And he's like, no, 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 not really. Not really, guys. I can, right. I can walk. I can play. You yeah. know what I mean? And, uh, but, uh, and Iwobi came in and I was curious as to how that was going to work with him on one wing and Rodriguez on the other. And I wasn't sure. I was very skeptical because they both like to cut in. Right. You know what I mean? They both like to cut in, but honestly, it, it worked quite well. Perfectly. Um, you know what I mean? And it, cause Iwobi didn't, I was worried he was going to fall back on that, that like, you know, take the ball all the way to the corner and cross it back kind of nonsense. But instead yeah. he's more cutting in and crossing it box. back. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, and uh, he's, he's, so he's still able to kind of maintain those number 10 qualities that he has, but still playing on the wing. Um, it's nice to see a will be picking up. Cause I think a lot of people had given up. 
a lot of people on Everton Twitter write off, had written off Alex Iwobi, and I think a lot of people have still written off Alex Iwobi. You know, there was that picture of him during the offseason of boarding the plane, and he had the whatever luggage, and people just lost their minds. And I'm like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Like, he wasn't that bad. I realize he didn't have a great season, but, like, what are we doing? He, like, almost deleted his social media. I'm like, this is stuff that that other team does. Like, what are we doing? And it's nice, though, but you're right, because he came out, he came in for Richarlison, who is the linchpin, basically, of this entire team, and he did a good job. He wasn't Richarlison, but he didn't need to be, you know? He had Dominic Calvert-Lewin ahead of him, and he knew he had James Rodriguez on the other wing, who he could and did cut the ball back into. Right. And I think that has a lot to do with the system that Carlo Ancelotti has kind of built into this squad for this season. You see a lot of passing triangles, you know? There's triangles Mm -hmm. all over the field. And that's something that I've kind of been watching throughout every match is they're setting up triangles all over the place. They're setting them up between uh, fullbacks and center backs. They're setting them up between in the entire midfield. The attacking three, they're interchangeable throughout the entire match. You can see yeah. Dominic Calvert Lewin kind of slide out and Iwobi or Richarlison slide in. James Rodriguez is in a lot. And then you see Seamus Coleman come up from the right side yeah. and kind of take his spot. And you're just like, it's so fluid. And everyone is on the same page. You're just like, this is Carlo Ancelotti at work. This I've never seen Everton this organized and this confident on the ball. And it's just wonderful to watch, especially when guys like Alex Iwobi, like that pass he made to James Rodriguez was brilliant. The same with Ducore. I mean, Ducore hit a yeah. pass as that well. Little chip, oh. That little chip with the, it was a left-footed, a little left-footed it chip was. over perfectly. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. nice. Yeah, uh, Wobi looks, he just looks like he's playing within himself. You know, he looks comfortable. He's confident enough right now to slap a back heel pass to Richarlison for an assist during the cup. What? <laughs> you know, that was awesome. It yeah. looked really good. You, know, you like seeing a guy who, you know, took some, some flack from supporters and he's playing with confidence. And I like that. I'm a big fan of, of players who took crap looking at looking at it right in the face and saying, you know what? I'm gonna work hard and I'm gonna figure out a way. You know, I like a good I like a good underdog story. Yeah. You know what I mean? And when people have written someone off, I like seeing them come back. You know? Yeah. Well if they're if it seems like they're good people. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Uh so yeah, but it's I think we have a lot of positives for that. We I think injuries are are still piling up a little bit and we you know, it's something we're going to I think that's the thing we're going to all be super nervous about, but I I got to tell you, the system in place, watching our our cup team play is making me feel a little bit more okay. With, okay. Yeah. You know? So when someone we lose a piece, someone steps in, and maybe it's going to be all right. So, um, you know, as long as it's none of those really important pieces, right? Uh, <laughs> and I'd also like to you know remind people like we've still got a midfielder who is coming back from an Achilles injury, and in, and Gabamin, who yeah. could be just as good as what we've got in the midfield now, and you know he's versatile he can play in a couple different positions plus we just brought in godfrey you know so that's pretty awesome we'll talk more about that in you know i'm sure a yeah, little bit later. yeah yeah 
Yeah, I, my kid asks me every week, "What's going on with Gabami?" I'm like, <laughs> "I don't know, man. He's still hurt." It's a ghost. They yeah. said October. It's October. Okay, well maybe it's not <laughs> October then. Uh, just... The running meme that he's yeah. actually not real and that he's a ghost. He's another one. I would really love for it to him to come back and just he just start playing running. well, just yeah. because everybody's yeah. talked about how he's non-existent. Yeah. <laughs> so, <Doesn't make> <laughs> uh, all right. So anyway, a couple of a couple of matches, a couple of good results. We're feeling good. We have the smiles. Smiles are good. Um, uh, so I guess we are you ready to move on to the mailbag now? Yes, let's do it. All right. Mailbag. Three different questions I have pulled. They were not at random. I pulled them. Yes, Trace. Uh, I pulled them from the from three different social media spots. Uh, one from Twitter, right. one from Instagram, one from Reddit. Reddit has been hey Reddit very, baby. Reddit Reddit has been Reddit. very active and in, in uh, it's been good interaction with Reddit. So uh, yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, but I, I picked three questions. I feel like they're they're good. The first one is from a friend. Uh, this one comes from Twitter. Uh, Paul McAllister. He is one half of the brothers McAllister. The other half being Terry. That uh, they do videos and content for Toffee Blues. And he had a question for us. So, Paul, if you're out there, hi. Hi, Paul. <laughs> Miss you, Paul. Uh, so, Paul's question. Um, are there any supporters of other teams over there in the States that have suddenly changed the way they think about Everton? Given how well we started and the players we have now, suddenly it feels like the world is sitting up and taking notice. Have you noticed a change in behavior over here in the States toward Everton? Maybe when you're wearing your shirt or just in conversation? So I've got a couple of people who are Premier League supporters. My brother, my older brother, he's a Spurs supporter. <laughs> and uh, one of my MMA coaches, he's a big Manchester United guy. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother's texting me every weekend about James Rodriguez and how good he is. And he's like, wow, you guys are, uh, you guys are pretty scary. You guys are a pretty scary team. Like, I think you guys are like legitimate contenders for some really special things this season. And my Manchester United guy, he's like, wow, you guys are really good. James is really, really good. And you guys have maybe a chance to win the league this year. And I'm like, so I honestly think a lot of people, you know, obviously the other side is never going to admit it. They're yeah. never going to admit that they're scared. But yeah. I think a lot of I think a lot of people are actually kind of legitimately scared of this team uh, if they've watched them play. You know, I don't care who the competition is. I mean, Liverpool just got smashed seven two by Ashton Villa. Uh, you know. And Leicester City just got beat by the West Ham team that we just put four on in the cup. And so you can say whatever you want about the competition we're playing, but we're all playing Premier League teams every single weekend. And Mm -hmm. we've already beaten Spurs away at Spurs, which we haven't done in a long time. (laughs) In a long time! (laughs) I mean, it was almost 10 years since we've won at Spurs. So, like... You can say all these things and like you can think all these things and think, oh, well, it's not for real. It's Everton. It's early in the season. But like, 
I'm looking around and I'm like, I haven't seen anybody else play like we've played. I haven't seen anybody else win all seven of their matches so far this season. So mm. you can say what you want, but I think people are starting to take notice. Yeah, I, uh, I am. My friends are United supporters, Spurs supporters. I got one buddy that's a that's a self awareness FC supporter, and so uh, I know for a fact he's been worried about us in Derby's past. Um, like two years, like Silva was the manager, and he was worried about that. Okay, I know, I know he's concerned, and he'll usually be honest. He'll joke with me and stuff, but he'll be honest when he feels like we're looking good. That's rare. And I, I, he, he's one of the only ones who will say, you know, y'all look, y'all look really good. I don't want to play you right now, <laughs> you know. Uh, so I'm cool with that. Uh, what's interesting, like my my other friends, I don't know if there's, I still don't feel like they're legitimately taking oh. us as contenders yet my friends. Okay. I feel like they're still viewing us as, you know, top eight material, which is still better than top half material. Right. But, uh, but I think, I think they're still like, I don't think they want to admit that there's actually threat from us. I think they're comfortable in their view of us. I think they're comfortable in that we are, uh, you know, the idea of us taking a Champions League spot from them, they, they would be shitting it if yeah. that happened, okay? For lack of a better word, yeah. for lack of a better phrase, they would be. They would, uh, that really does, I don't think they want to think about that. I really don't. And that's cool, you know, but it's some, I think, I think some consistency, more consistency will, will get that through. I don't worry about that. The thing, the people I'm hearing the most from are strangers. <laughs> that's the thing that's really getting me. So when, as soon as I saw his question, I remembered, I was like, we had gone out to a, uh, an Italian restaurant the other night and our server saw my, both my kids were wearing their Everton shirts and uh, you know, the server comes up. He's like, Everton, huh? I was like, yeah, we support them. That's our, that's our team. He's like, they're really good. <laughs> I was like, I was like, they are. They are. They are. And he goes, he goes, he's like, Thomas Rodriguez, right? And I was like, yeah. He was like, his left foot? And I was like, I know. And I was like, this is the conversation I want to have in America right now right, with babe. a server, a stranger. Soak it in. <laughs> it's normally you go to a restaurant, people just like, don't watch that. Uh, but, but our server is just like sitting there talking about Rodriguez. Thomas is left foot. And I'm like, yes, this is, this is nice. Uh, so yeah, strangers are the main thing, main people that are that are saying saying things to us and making a comment about it. Uh, I think it's going to take a little bit more work, consistency wise, to bring some of the other fans around, and that's cool. That's fine, you know. Uh, I I I I would not be super comfortable if I had somebody knocking down my door trying to take right. some of my spots either, you know. So yeah. That was supposed to be kind of a jab at them, but it came it came across like I was sympathizing. Uh, no, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care about your pity and your suffering and you not wanting us to take your top four spot because we're coming for all of it. The head padding is going to stop though. That's right. That's the thing we got to get used to because we're going to start getting some some 
goofy wins like like with a penalty that maybe a lot of people wouldn't agree with and they're gonna start going you guys shouldn't have won that game now we don't like you and we're like well you liked us better when you were beating us in the 95th minute that's right you know what i mean that's so right. that's anyway we're gonna enemies will come they will show up but for now it's like we're in an interesting little part where only, only, only some people are talking about us. <laughs> Rather be like that. Yes. Yes. So, from Instagram, Ryan underscore Jekyll? Jekyll? J-A-E-K-L-E. I butchered it. I'm sorry, Ryan. <laughs> really sorry. Uh, here's a good one. How do you feel about the security of our back four and Pickford? Well, Pickford, okay, so... You're going to separate them, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm really... I'm really I, I, I love our back four. I think it's one of the best in the league, as far as I'm concerned. It's got its weaknesses, obviously. You know, if you press Michael Keane hard enough, he's going to crack, and he's going to make mistakes. Um, Yuri Mina is good in the air, but, you know... Outside of that, you know, he's a little clumsy sometimes. Uh, Luca Dean can be overpowered. We saw it against Wolves a couple times with Adama Traore just completely tearing him apart. But, I mean, uh, Adama Traore does that to a lot of people. That's but, what I was going to say. That's a pretty... Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Seamus Coleman, obviously, he's lost a step. He's still really good. He's still playing at a high level. But when you get guys who are burners down that left wing, he's going to get beat so you're going to need to provide him a little bit of cover from the center back position, which makes everything else a little more wonky. Now, uh, Decore helps out with Coleman in particular a lot because he can chase down just about anybody. We've seen that a couple times this season. So I think Decore is almost an extension of that back four where he's like that because he is playing that, you know, he's playing yeah. that central defender location. So he's like a fifth center back who can just kind of spread all over the field and push forward a little bit more. Um, now in terms of Pickford, I don't hate him as much as everyone else does. He does make a lot of mental errors and they are very noticeable and very bad mental errors, but I'll tell you what looks different this year. Other, you know, times in the past, if he wouldn't get mad about it, if anything, he would laugh about it and that would make everyone mental. I mean, just want to scream in his face is this weekend especially you know you saw him drop that ball and he hits the post you know he gets mad about it he's he's taking it more seriously than he has in the past and I think he understands uh not only is his place on the Everton team in jeopardy if he's not going to be playing at a top level every single weekend but he's going to lose that number one spot in yeah. in the England squad Euros are coming up this summer you don't think Gareth Southgate is going to watch him blatantly have a ball in his hands against Brighton and then just drop it on the pitch and then leads to an easy goal. I think he is starting to turn a corner mentally very slowly. Now, in, in the one thing that I take away from this is Neville Southgate or Neville Southall on uh, Twitter, he's kind of backing up Pickford. And I'm like, if our one of our best keepers in Everton history is backing up Jordan Pickford, then I'm going to kind of side with Carlo Ancelotti and Neville Southall, like those are mm -hmm. two guys who I'm like, I'm going to listen to what they're selling me. Yeah. I mean, so to respond to all that, uh, 
I'm backing Pickford, but I'm also backing the fact that we signed some competition for him. Yeah. I think that's what we need. I think you're you're mentioning there's less of the like laughing and sticking his tongue out, um, that kind of nonsense. There's less of that. It does seem like he's getting pissed off because it does seem to me like he realizes, oh, I'm not I, I'm not gonna be as comfortable, you know? Oh, th- this is a very it's getting very real for me very quickly, you know? Um I just think he's just not been sharp. He's he's just very comfortable, and you just can't be. I mean, wh- are you pushing yourself to 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 really go the extra mile in training if you know you're gonna be the guy? <laughs> if you know it every right. time, and you and you that's a special individual who can train who can keep themselves pushed like that. And there's not many. There's not many at all. Right. And I just uh, the kind of mistakes he's making are just somebody who's just not sharp. Somebody who's not sharp at all, you know? And so I think we, I, I don't know how solid the, the, the Robin Olsen signing is going to be. I don't know. We'll talk a little bit more about it in a little while. But um, I just think the fact that we brought someone in, someone in, I think that's, that's a big thing. You know, I think it's, I, I think it was tough because the players we wanted to bring in, we were seen as threat, which, which is a good thing. I mean, interesting. It's yeah, it's a good thing and a bad thing. You yeah, know? you know, was I leaning more toward a Romero? Yeah, I think everyone was. Yeah, you know, that would have been, uh, been a, a key, a big, big signing for Everton. You know, I was really, I, I thought that'd be a really clutch, clutch uh, keeper who can start whenever. Um, Olsen, I think he's got, he may have some more mistakes in him. I don't know. I just haven't seen him play much at all. Yeah. Yep. I just don't know. So I, I can't really but uh but yeah, I'm I'm less confident about Pickford right now, uh, but at the same time I still back him as as a keeper that I want to keep at the team. As well I'll say. Um and our back our back four, uh yeah. I mean I think about our center backs center back situation. Oh my gosh, we've got three like towering dudes, all right who can win 50-50 balls and are going to win the ball in the air and actually give you a, a wide frame and some, some some girth, you know what I mean, um, and some height. And then you've got these these other two speed guys who are poised with the ball, who can take you on 1v1 one, one one if you need to and, to, and, and sprint up the field. Um, that kind of versatility on a, on a, in, your, in your center backs is absurd. I couldn't imagine being this stacked at center back a couple years ago. Nope. Couldn't even fathom it. I mean, so, we were playing with Ashley Williams and Phil Jagielka at one point. I mean, it was, it was not. An, was one of our fullbacks. Freaking Puka Martina. Yeah, he played. That's right. And he wasn't even playing on his correct side. Nope. Stop it. Cumin ball Stop at its it. finest. I'm gonna dream about this man. So <laughs> anyway, but so it's this is honestly how do I feel about security? I feel I feel good about about our back four, um, and I feel and oddly enough, what's funny is I do feel like we're outscoring people. But there's gonna come a time when that one mistake, that one goal, is everything. Yeah, and you're really hoping. I don't feel super secure with. Pickford between the sticks right now. I just not as much as I want to, not as much as I as I used to, you know. Um, these mistakes have just been too silly. Yeah, they're just too silly. It's, yeah, I agree. So, from Reddit, 
This is a fantastic name of an individual. John, no, 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 no. That, I, I probably messed up some of those. Probably did one or too many no's. Meh. So, what is Tom? What is Tom Davies' role? He's not flashy, but he but he could be our wild card. Do you think our formations become more fluid and adaptable on the pitch using Davies to release our structure? Okay, so what do you? How do you see Tom Davies' role since you are super fan number twenty six over there? All right, I get to shine. I finally get to shine and and give Tom the praise he finally deserves. Everton Twitter is going to lose their minds when they see this. Guys, Tom Davies, I mean, he belongs in this squad somewhere. He's not a starter, especially now with the the quality of players we have, especially in front of him with Andre Gomes and Jibamin when he's healthy. And, you know, obviously, James Rodriguez, Decore, Allen. He's not going to, you know, knock any of those guys off. But we saw, you know, he can play especially in a fluid formation that's just kind of, you know, moving all over the pitch and, you know, later in that match, sliding back into right back and doing fine. I mean, he wasn't terrible. He wasn't great or anything, but, you know, he didn't, he, like you said, he didn't give up 10 goals while he yeah. was playing right back. That's, that's I, I, our new measure of greatness. <laughs> didn't, didn't give, give up, up 10 goals. goals. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't think he's that versatile. I think you basically have to play him in the midfield to get the best out of Tom Davies. But I think he at least at the very least showed that he's able to slide into a position where he's not familiar and still play at a a high enough level that you're confident that he's not going to ship goals to the other team, you know? So I, I do believe that Tom Davies has a spot in this squad. And I think, you know, he's, He's right behind those guys. He's nowhere near, uh, you know, the quality of those those players. But these guys aren't going to be here forever. I mean, Allen, he's he's in his 30s. You know, once his contract runs out, maybe Tom Davies can slide into that role. He's going to learn a lot from these guys, especially guys like DeCore and Allen. You know, that – and with Carlo Ancelotti, this, this, this kind of knowledge, people are like, oh, send him out on loan. Like, right now is the worst time you could send him out on loan. Because he's not going to be able to learn from anybody like that if he goes out on loan. It's a weird line to walk about the loan conversation because if he gets lots and lots of minutes somewhere, that experience could be super valuable. Um, Having to take on that kind of a, a role, he could be developing more. But I actually think he's valuable to us. Uh, I think I look at... I. I feel like, I think you mentioned Alan. I think the role that Alan plays, Tom Davies, I think, is supposed to play. Yeah. Both of them are supposed to be more cerebral players. You know? Um, so I'm hoping that Tom does learn from Alan. You know, those players that win the ball back, get their head up, keep it ticking. Keep it ticking. Get the ball, keep it ticking. You know, get the ball, distribute. Get it, go. You know? Um I feel like Alan to me feels a little more tenacious, a little more his positioning's better, and I think he's a little more of a leader. Um, you know, Tom is a very I think he's a smart kid. Uh, I think he's poised uh, to where you can put him wherever. He, he tactically, you know, I think he's got the ability to comprehend a lot. I think he's gotten lost in the past. 
Um, I think he's been he's had some confusion over his role, understanding what his role actually is at certain positions on the field. It seems I'm hoping that Carl has been very clear, like, look, this is what you're doing when you play here. You know, I feel like that's what's helped Keen is having someone say, yeah, this is what you're doing. Yeah, this is it. Okay, you're going to be doing this role right here, and we're going to be consistent with you. Anything you know what I mean? Head, you clear it 15 yards out of here. <laughs> you know, like let's just be very clear. So, uh, I think it's interesting because Tom does do some different things uh, when we talk about his versatility. Um, he he can play more of a in the if you're talking about Gomez, our starters being Gomez, Decore, and Alan. Okay. I think he can step in for Alon at some point, and I think he can already step in for Gomez, what Gomez is doing right now. Uh, Gomez is playing well, so it's not like yeah. he's... But I do think there there's less defensive responsibility for Gomez now. And I think take away some more of that defensive responsibility, and Tom will it'll help him a lot. Um, same, thing with, with, same thing with Sigurdsson. It's helping both of them. Yeah. You know? So... Yeah, I think this is a really thoughtful question. The fact that he's not flashy and he is adaptable. I think it's it's a good question by John to no 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 no. <laughs> so yeah, I like it. I like it. I think it's a good question. One more thing I'd like to add on to that is you know, you need player if you're going to win a title, right? You need players like Tom Davies. You need guys on the bench who can be that no-nonsense guy who can, you can just kind of plug and play, and he's not going to cost you anything. He's not going to, you know, he's not going to do anything crazy, but he's going to get the job done, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, those, those, those 80s Everton players had those, those, those plug-and-play type players, those guys mm-hmm. who came off the bench, but they're important. Guys who come off the bench aren't just, you know, oh, well, they're, they're bench players. Like, bench players are important. You know, yeah. because, you know, if you don't have the right ones, you're not going to do anything, especially if you've got injuries like we've got now. So I think, you know, he's 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 necessary. I think we've been saying it for a long time. We want Tom Davies to do well. We want Tom Davies to do great. We want him to come around and not make us groan. Uh, but right now, look who our manager is. This may be how he comes around. You That's know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like, look at the That's right. what he can absorb here. And so, and, and clearly, Ancelotti likes him. Managers usually like Tom Davies. Yeah. You know, usually they they they're cool with him. They usually yeah. like him. So, so anyway, Tom Tom Davies' role is pretty fluid. Um, but uh, I, I'm real I'm really curious. I want to see if there's a stretch where we need to rely on him to stretch to start. A few games in a row. See how right. we, see how it works out. Yeah. Um, I don't want that yet. I want that to <laughs> wait. So, <laughs> all right. So, uh, we we done with the mailbag. About ready to do Looks a quick like tr- transfer window rundown. Yes. Wow, hey. that was a bad throw. It just got blocked. The, 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 my screen did like a Dikembe Matumbo. Just like, no, no, no. <laughs> all right. By the way, Matumbo's voice, pretty much Cookie Monster. Yeah, just pretty, you know what? You got a good. I never thought about that before. Wow. Yeah, it's that's. Yeah. I can't unhear it now. I really wish he would do more voiceover work. Old Dikembe Mutombo. <laughs> um, people in England are like, "What the hell?" <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so transfer window, we're going to do a quick little rundown of it. And then the real point of it will be to talk about, are we happy? Yes. Okay. So, um, I went to like three different websites and I gotta be honest, I don't know if any of them had all the outs correct. Okay? <laughs> I, I, I like did a master <laughs> list and one of them, it was like, if it, it was like Everton's website, that's what was messing with me. Um, so, uh, outs. Stecklenburg went to Ajax. Leighton Baines retired. Eh. Sorry. Eh. That's but, such a hard year for him to retire because we're flying right now. He's going to be kicking himself a little bit. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I, I, God, I missed that guy still, though. Yeah. Um, uh, Markelo went to FC20. Kieran Dowell went to Norwich. Uh, Gibson, young Lewis Gibson, went to Reading on loan. Um Adneron went to Wickham Wanderers on loan. Uh, something that surprised me, but I really don't know if it should have, was Moise Keane going to PSG on loan. Only on loan. No option to buy. It's a development type of thing. Um, so he's going to get, hopefully he's going to get in front of goal a lot. Yes. Especially like somebody was talking about, they were worried about him getting minutes. Um, but I think PSG... Uh, even though they may have stronger strikers or whatever, think about it. PSG plays a lot of games against yeah. not the best competition. Yeah, they steamroll people, and who's going to go in? Moise Keane, and he's going to sit there and dance, and it's going to be badass. All right, just saying, he's going to get in front of goal a lot, and he's going to he's going to be more clinical. It's just I, I see think it's woes out of Paris. Oh yeah, this <laughs> winter. <laughs> and so in the in deadline day stuff, uh, Walcott went on loan to Southampton, classy professional guy. He was just, he was baited several times to say bad things about Everton. Didn't, which is talking about how good the start was. Just a positive guy. Um, good luck, Walcott. Um, and Sandro Ramirez. He's gone, baby. Is off. Permanently. He has left the building. Permanently. It's, I can't believe they sold that man. My God. It's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to yeah. I I think we should all applaud Marco or Marcel Brands for getting Sandro Ramirez off on a permanent deal and not alone. Oh. So it well, supposedly, you know, Sandro uh, when he was on his loans, he worked hard. Um, you know, I think the places he was at for the most part liked him. Thought if you know, potentially if he's in the right system, he his system he could do well. Um, so there's some value there, some value, but we were just paying him so much, so much money. Oh my gosh. And and I gotta be, when we we signed him that year, I thought he was going to be the signing of the season. Everyone did. Everyone did. So wrong. Thought we thought he was the Lukaku replacement, right? Was he, was he bought after we sold Lukaku? It was it was after that he came in. We didn't buy him for much, and we had competition, and oh. everybody's just like, "Wow, this guy!" And he, I, I got to be honest, his his his. Uh, I, I watched him at like the World Cup, the Youth World Cup. I was trying to remember, it was like the U twenty one or what year it was. He, was he looked great. Yeah, I was so excited. Oh my gosh! So anyway, Sandro, I hope you hope you find what it is you're looking for. Yeah, my man, friend. I, I I don't wish him any ill will. You know, I don't. I never. That's that's the thing. Is like even guys like Kuko Martina and yeah. David Lawson and you know even Adamo Lookman 
you know, I don't ever wish any of these guys ill will. Even Ross Barkley, I was not happy with the way Ross Barkley left. I was not happy with the way Lukaku left. But, like, I don't wish any ill will towards those guys. I mean, look, you got to show ambition with your football career if you think you're good enough, right? And we obviously know Lukaku was good enough. And I don't think Ross Barkley was as good as he thought he was, which, you know what, though? That's credit to him. He's got confidence, right? He mm-hmm. thought he could go to Chelsea and be that guy, be the guy at Chelsea. I just wish he hadn't hosed us out all that money. Right. Yeah. That's that's the thing. That's I, he allowed himself to that's be used stung. by his agent, yeah. and that's that's not yeah, cool. That one stung, but like, I don't I don't ever harbor any ill will towards these guys. I'm like, I hope their career goes good, and like, you know, they they click on somewhere, and and you know, they they really get it going. Especially with a guy like Kieran Dow, who went to Norwich. Unfortunately, he was he got injured again, and. You know, that's that's a significant bummer. Yeah, well, got to be honest. Some of those guys, I'm like, yeah, I wish them well. Just don't be better than us. I hope you are an absolute world beater who is beneath us. Yes. That's that's what I'm hoping for. Yes. Uh, so we need to talk about the ins. I, mean, I had to mention the outs first because there were some exciting outs. Yes. there's They were I not mean, easy. And there's still, probably still more to come, work. by the yeah. way. Yeah. He's doing work. He, you know, he's doing really good work. He knows there's a lot of dead wood, and and he's mm. working hard to get, you know, ship it out. And he got a lot of them out in this window. Yeah. I mean, and and with the fact that the uh, domestic uh, window's still open, I think you could see us potentially. Uh, all, you know, Besic could go somewhere. Belasi could go somewhere. You could see Jinktosin go somewhere. Not sure. I'm just not sure about some of these players. Uh, Pennington, I think you could see go somewhere. I, I think they've they were the players they knew were going to go to the championship. They've held off on them. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, and I, I think you could, and I think you you could still see one more in from uh, us. Uh, I think so. You know, you know, very possible like a Josh King comes in. Yeah. Um, to to fill where you know where Keane left. Um, actual wins though the actual ones that that did happen uh nkunku came from marseille that was just a dive to the rough i just dropped an aladdin reference uh (laughs) yeah that was just is that guy's been fantastic decore from watford has been the spider i have always wanted on my team who can just sit there and extend the eight arms and absorb the ball that dude just runs up and down the pitch for 90 minutes and never looks tired. And I'm like, how is this even possible? I, I, I'm telling you, that's what I—that's my code word for my kid when I feel like he's not running enough. I'm like, decore, boom, he's gone. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> and uh, uh, Alan came in from Napoli, and he has proven to be great. We just need to keep him healthy. And, and he's a leader. He's not afraid to take take teammates by the scruff of the neck and go, yeah. You're not doing what you're supposed to, man. Yep. You're you're screwing up. Yep. He, he did that to Gilfie. I was yeah, like, he oh, yeah, he did. Uh, Hamas comes in and shocks everyone and uh, brings his 43 million Instagram followers and all that stuff. The entire just, country of Colombia is now an Everton supporter. We have we have Colombian supporters. I already had a friend of mine who's from Colombia who always like texts me whenever Yerimina scores a goal or something. Uh, yeah, but now yeah, it's it's pretty great. Uh, then we uh, then we grabbed uh, the center back support and Ben Godfrey from uh, Norwich, uh, and Robin Olsen comes in on loan from Roma. 
on the on the whole, I'd say pe- the people. I know some people wanted a right back. Some people wanted a, a different keeper. Some people wanted a a forward player of some sort. Um, we could. I think we will get the forward player. Yep, I agree. I think eventually we'll get it. Um, and we'll see some more leave, but how are you feeling? Are you happy? Do you feel, do you feel like there's something you wish we had gotten that, you know, that, or that you don't think we'll get? Cause we I, probably I, won't see many in the winter. Right. No, uh, no, I think you're right. I think January is going to be very sparse unless we grab a loan from somebody or something. Right. Like we do one in one out or something like that. Uh, I would say nine out of 10 so far. Jeez. I mean, just killed the mid the midfield was abysmal we all saw it we all knew what needed to happen carlo needed, knew what needed to happen and you know a lot of talk was was had over the summer like oh we should go young you know we should get guys like uh sangare and sumare yeah. and all these other younger guys and develop them and you know resale value and i'm like i i i was in that camp i, I was firmly in that camp i'm like i agree i think that's an excellent idea you know this club needs to start building up their resale value, uh, especially with financial fair play, you know, potentially, you know, hanging over us in a couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. But we brought in experience and I'm like, you know what, maybe, maybe in the midfield, we're going to bring in all of these guys who can just kind of solidify mm-hmm. us right now and everywhere else around us, we just go young. And I'm like, that is actually a good idea. I'm like, that's, that's brilliant. I didn't even think about that. Um, you know, Decore, Alan, and, and James Rodriguez. I mean, you're dreaming, and you've spent yeah. a total of a little over forty million on the on the three of them, which is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, getting James Rodriguez on a free, I'm never going to get over it. I'm going to talk about it until the day I die. You know, I'm going to be talking to my grandkid. He's going to be like, "Why, Grandpa? Why do you always talk about James Rodriguez?" I'll be like, "Well, because Billy, he we got him on a free, and we shouldn't have." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it's, it's crazy, you know, and, and I think Ben Godfrey's really going to turn out to be a really good signing because I am excited about, I think he's one of those that's going to sneak up on us and we're going to oh, yeah. be, yeah. <laughs> and the crazy part about Ben Godfrey is going forward. He's a menace. His yeah. diagonal balls are beautiful. He's not afraid to like get forward into the box sometimes and he's got enough pace to like get back if he's you know he's not out of position too. There, there was a video on Twitter earlier today I saw. It was a recovery with him recovering after a corner, and he just tracked this dude down. And I was just like, that looked like Decore. Yeah, I mean, it was nice to see. And then and you then, see him like in the gym. Oh yeah, boxing. His his pad work is unbelievable. As as somebody who is an uh you know an MMA trainer you know I train MMA like it's good pad work he looks good looks like he knows uh, what he's doing as someone who knows nothing about MMA <laughs> as someone who's heard of MMA his pad work is adequate <laughs> more than maybe I don't know it's... and then I would say uh, another like. Like you said earlier, a diamond in the rough, like Niels and Kunku. I mean, that guy is yeah. bonkers. And we got him on a free from Marseille. And I think that's where we're really going to start to see uh, Marcel Brand shine is now that our academy ban is now lifted, he can just go in and find these players and just bring them to Everton. Like, oh, you want to play for Carlo Ancelotti? Come on. 
Well, it's going to be interesting because there's going to be, when Brexit happens, it's going to be some interesting rules about bringing in some young players. Uh, I'm trying to remember, somebody was posting about it on Twitter, and I wish I could give them credit for it. I'm sorry for whoever said this, but it was, they brought my, to my attention. I was like, oh, crap, that's a thing. So like that recent deal, we just brought in that young kid uh, uh, for our, one of our academy yeah. teams, a mm-hmm. uh, Swedish kid, I think. Yep. Um, apparently, we won't be able to do much of that. So um, anyway, but so I have a bonus question that happened to fit in perfectly. Bonus mailbag question fits in perfectly from Nick Swift five on Instagram. It just fit because we were talking about this. Who's your signing of the summer? Just to Ooh. wrap it up. Signing, signing of, of the summer. summer. There's a lot of good options. I think there's probably an obvious choice. I think the obvious choice would probably be Hamas Rodriguez. Um, I'm not going to go Hamas Rodriguez though. I am going to go with Nkunku. A surprise. Wow. Yeah, well, and, and here's why. I think he's already proven that if you need him to step in, if Luca Dean goes down, he can do it. He can do the job. Um, so when next summer comes around, right, somebody throws $80 million at you like, hey, we want Luca Dean. Luca Dean's going to be, he's not old. He's not even close to old. He's in his physical prime, mm-hmm. right? He's going to be turning 27 or whatever coming into next season. Like, if somebody offers you stupid money for Luca Dean, demand more money. And then if they accept that more money demand, like, oh, we'll, we'll take, we'll take 90. They'll be like, all right, fine, 90 it is. You'll probably sell Luca Dean for $90 million and you'll be just fine. You can then reinvest those funds to further increase the squad i you know he's not gonna have the big flashy impact on this season but i think going forward i think niles and cuckoo was probably a really really smart investment at least to this point that is a sneaky answer it's not the answer i was expecting uh i think see if i'm going with a little if i'm thinking about just sheer like the the safest purchase that we made i immediately jumped to decore being the safest purchase we made that was that's almost what i went with yeah but that's yeah. but that's that's not my answer all right if i i'm gonna blow my own mind and go with the obvious there and say hamas but not just because he's creating a lot of goals not just because he's blowing everybody's mind and 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 yeah it's really it's because we put we put signs up in Times Square. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's from it's from a like a, 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 a normal normal football brain Jerry would say would be thinking about what's on the pitch, but for some reason it's the worldwide impact of of Hamas Rodriguez coming to us, even if we had paid the twenty whatever, you know. Uh, I still probably would have said it because it's a massive impact. It's just such a huge impact on uh, on the world's perception of our club, you know. And it, I think it even it strengthens it even more if he's playing well. Because right. if he comes and he gets hurt and he never plays, then they're like, oh, he just went there. He was broken down, you know. But if he comes 
and uh, to us, and he is absolutely guns blazing. We're leading the league. Everybody's just like, okay, number one, we know Hamas. Number two, that team's great. You know what I mean? And so it's this perfect cocktail of who gives a shit about us now everybody does you know <laughs> and it's just the coolest thing so it's it's a it, yes football pitch reasons got it you know on the field reasons he's he he does some crazy stuff with the ball the way he's sitting there those cross field passes uh just just clever one time through balls he's an absolute joy to watch but it's the other stuff it's the it, it is the 41 million you know, followers. It's the fact that all of Colombia and all of South America, South America cares now. And I didn't think they used to really all that much, you know, it's cool. Now we've got, we've got a Spanish Everton social media and a Portuguese, you know, it's just, this is a massive bump up in game from everybody at Everton, you know, and it's big in America. Speaking yeah. of America, I told you my server's asking about Hamas. Mm-hmm. You know, so Hamas basically turned Everton into a brand again. You know, they they Hamas Rodriguez one signing, and people, you know, there was a lot of hubbub about, oh my God, when are we going to announce Hamas? Well, logistically, you have to think about what they had to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about one of the most popular footballers in the entire world. Yeah. You can't just be like, oh, well, here's Hamas. We signed Hamas. Like, no, you've got to get these things in place, right? They had to plan out that billboard in Miami. They had to plan out the yeah. the signs in Times Square. They lit up an entire damn building in Colombia. Columbia. <laughs> I mean, like, you can't. So, like, Hamas Rodriguez turned Everton into a brand. You know, Hamas turns Everton into a recognizable brand. You know, I think so- it's it's also like returning, and, and that's the weird thing because we've because we're kind of newer to the party. Um, I feel like the, this is again. Remember when we were talking about the way it's supposed to be? You know, I feel like that's it is the way it's supposed to be. You know, right. I talked to. Talk to those, you know, talk to those other guys. And they're like, look, we're supposed to be being mentioned with these big teams. You know, that's the way it's supposed to happen, you know? And so I feel like, you know, and what's funny is we're still struggling for people to acknowledge our window. Right. Yeah. Still struggling for, yeah. you know, places like Sky to sit people there and even like, put oh, us on Arsenal our list. Arsenal and Tottenham had such a good window and they're like not even mentioning Everton and... It's just, it, I mean, it's, uh, and that's the thing. Eventually we'll get more worldwide support and appeal and we're going to actually start winning more stuff. And they, there's, you're not going to be able to ignore us. It's going to be just even, it's going to be stupid. It's already pretty dumb, but it's just going to be flat out stupid Oh yeah. to completely ignore it. And so yeah. it's the kind of thing, it's the kind of crap we're used to. It is, but I just don't see it ha- continuing. Right. You know, I feel like we're not going to be getting used to that nonsense anymore. Right. So. All right. So, Jake, that's it. Pretty cool. That is that is that is uh, that is your your first Toffee Blues USA show. How do you you feel? Feel okay? I feel great. Sweet. I feel like I could keep going for three more hours about ever. I could talk about Everton forever. I mean, (laughs) realistically, 
you could ask me about some obscure thing like, well, what did you think about Leon Osmond's like Everton career? And I'd go on a 45 minute tangent. You know, I'll tell you, Jake, we may do that. That's a chance. We, do, we, have, we have talked about players from the past. It does happen. So don't, 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 don't feel comfortable that it's not happening. It may happen. All right. Yeah. Uh, no, but man, I really appreciate you coming on, you know, um, appreciate you uh, tell us a little bit about your, uh, your Cincinnati Everton, uh, Cincinnati Toffees experience. And uh, uh, hold on. Dana gardens yeah dana gardens you got it it's there gotcha you ever, you ever show up in cincinnati on a match day you got a free drink waiting for you at dana gardens that's fantastic oh that's awesome so every anybody in the cincinnati area you know get up with the cincy toffees uh you know dana gardens and uh look up old, old jake here and uh yeah he'll he'll be the the one who may be small of stature but <laughs> but but big in opinions. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> but also, I got to be honest, though, you may not be tall, but you got some, you know what I mean? Oh, I mean, you know, that, that's yeah. not, that's nothing. Yeah. I mean, no, sorry. I'm like me and I'm like, looks like the camera takes off a few hundred pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Thinner than usual. Look like a waif. Oh, oh. It's ridiculous. Uh, anyway, enough about my self image issues uh jake thanks so much for being here man do you have anything else you want you want to uh plug yeah real quick um i do some writing i do some writing for toffee targets on twitter you can follow them at toffee targets you can follow me on twitter and i don't remember my twitter handle off the top it should be it should be right there his details should be be in the link uh jake holton 12 it is in the link okay cool um, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm spouting off about all k- different kinds of nonsense. I do tweet a lot about football. I tweet a lot about uh, Cincinnati Reds baseball. Don't worry. I would never talk about the shite uh, because cop bites are gob shite. I would never do that. Um, but yes, Toffee Targets on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter. Uh, check my writing out. I do like. I do really enjoy writing about Everton Football Club because it is a passion of mine. That's awesome, Jake. Uh, I would have led with that. I would have led with the toffee target. Why did I not write that down? I knew it. I knew it. It's how I got introduced to who you are. John was like, hey, you should check this guy out. He writes for toffee target. I'm like, oh, good. Good thing I wrote that down, not. It's me. It's like, it's like you're, it's, it's part of your cred, man. Anyway, yeah, check out toffee targets. All right. Uh, so I'll do my plugging now. Uh, if you're not already subscribed to the Toffee Blues, uh, Toffee Blues YouTube that. channel, we'd really appreciate if you did that. Uh, check out the Toffee Blues, the Toffee Blues uh, website, where there's all kinds of all things Everton content. Uh, some of uh, the people you see uh, contributing to these these types of shows write uh, content there. Follow the Toffee Blues on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Big milestone milestone for Toffee Toffee Blues. John just got thirty thousand Twitter followers. So. Uh, yeah, that's just that blows my mind, John. So congrats on that, buddy. And last thing, this is this is the only thing Jerry related that I have to that I have to to, to plug. Uh, forged in the fires of Toffee Blues, Randolph the Christmas Moose, my children's book that I wrote. Idea spawned between me, Max, and Terry. I actually wrote it. I'm the nincompoot that actually wrote it. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, if you need a a, a Christmas book about a a moose who who enjoys running 
and and just wants to be a reindeer, and it, it just doesn't work out that way for him. Check out uh, "Ran Off the Christmas Moose." Yeah. It'll it's on it's on the Amazon and all that stuff. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's so weird. I'm, I don't even know how to promote my own book. I'm that inexperienced at it. <laughs> all right, so I think that's it. Uh, Jake, Can I get one more thing in here? Shoot, I buddy. want to do I want to do a very early Liverpool prediction. I'm not going to be on for the derby, so go and- ahead. And We're I'm on writing it down. Break. But I'm man, this, ladies and gentlemen, is where the Everton title hype train begins. Okay. If you're not already on this hype train, you will be after this, after next weekend, right? 7:30 a.m. if you're on the East Coast. Sorry for you, West Coasters. That's uh if you're keeping track, that's 4:30 in the morning. You might as well just stay up all night and watch Everton to finish your night slash morning. Just saying. Anyway. 3-1 to the Toffees at home against Liverpool. It's going to be shock and awe. Uh, Jurgen Klopp is going to fall for the first time in back-to-back matches. And God, I don't, I couldn't tell you how long, but it's, it's going to be, it's going to be special. And God, I wish there were going to be supporters in the stands because man, I can't even imagine what a Goodison Park would be like with Everton at the top of the table and Liverpool below us going into a derby. For one, that's literally never happened since I've been a supporter, so that's really cool. It's going to be awesome to see. Um, but yes, 3-1 to Everton. Uh, up the toffees, baby. I've written it down. All right. Holding uh-huh. you to it. <laughs> I'm not making my prediction yet. I, I, I'm too I'm too nervous to predict it yet. <laughs> I'm too excited about it. i got to give it time. i got to give it time. All right. So I am going to go. I'm going to go have a beer and hang out with my yes. wife for two minutes. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Jake, thanks so much. It's good to talk to you, man. You're such a nice guy. Oh, thank you. It was a pleasure to be on, man. I love doing stuff like this. You take care of yourself. I hope to, see you, have, hope to have you on again really soon, man. And, uh, yeah, hopefully you get to – Get to talk to you every once in a while on the on the old interwebs as well. Okay, I love it. Yeah. All right, man. You take care. As for everybody else out there, enjoy your international break. It's gonna suck no without Everton. Yeah. No <laughs> uh, all right. So that's that's it. I guess it's time to uh, to end it. Thanks so much, everybody. Bye.